I have control. I have control. Firing on TF2. Five, four, three. Welcome to the Seabag Podcast, episode 12, with me, Brian Dubin, and Micah Joslin. So, today we're going to be talking about feedback. How to get it, what to do with it, and basically, I'm going to go ahead and start the show off with a little bit of feedback that I have been getting from my favorite co-host. And apparently over the past episodes, I've been doing a lot of wildebeest breathing into the microphone. As you are doing right now. Exactly. And so when we're getting ready for these episodes, there's usually about a 15 minute long sound check. So I'd like to apologize to everybody right now that I have been assaulting your eardrums with my breathing. So on that note, thank you, Micah, for the feedback. I truly appreciate it. And hopefully this is a higher quality product than I have been, that I have been, you know, been producing over the past month and a half. (laughs) You are, you're a worthless human. I can't take you anywhere. All right. Feedback. Let's, let's jump into it. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, we're still trying to get sound figured out and, and uh, we got, uh, I've been dragging my feet a little bit on the, the buying of the new equipment. Um, <laughs> some stuff come, came up, so busy life, but no excuse. So hopefully by episode 13, we'll have, uh, have it all figured out. And uh, yeah, so let's jump into the feedback. What's, what's first on the agenda? Well, I think that one of the biggest things when it comes to feedback is being able to ask for it. And I think asking for feedback for maybe even a lot of people, and I know for myself, is something that sometimes I overlook. And I kind of sometimes can just expect it to come. And I think that comes with the amount of time in the military where you're just constantly getting feedback from guys that are senior to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's always bad. Never good. Yeah. But you're just constantly getting um, feedback from people. And then when you get out, the, it's not that the feedback stops. It kind of like changes in the way it's delivered. Maybe, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) um well the 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 feedback changes for sure it uh, it goes to very very uh deep extents in the military where people tell you everything uh your your senior guys and your officers and and whoever has a rank or a position over you you're going to hear anything and everything about what you do wrong. Um, and that's, and I, that's great. A lot of times you don't get the best positive feedback because it's like, no, you're supposed to be good. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to tell you good job. Like you're supposed to be top tier, you know? And so when you do something bad, it's, it's, it's um, amplified. So when you get in my experience, you know, cause I had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of bad feedback in the military is always like, no, you, you're an idiot. Stop, you know, fix yourself, fix this, do that, you know? Um, and I had, you know, I had a lot of good feedback too, but the point of it is when you get out of the military and you go to the civilian side, it's not that the feedback doesn't stop coming is that it's pre- like you said earlier, it's presented differently. And a lot of times you have to ask for it. And I didn't find that out till past maybe six to eight years um, ish. And it was like, hey, you know, I'm not getting a raise when I'm supposed to be getting a raise. I was at a, a job and, and I knew I was due for a raise. And I was like, I haven't got my raise yet. And it's been, you know, two months. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe they forgot. Well, I had my review. Still didn't get a raise. And I asked my boss, I said, well, hey, you know, can you tell me what's going on? And he's like, about what? I said, well, you know, 
supposed to get a raise. And he's like, well, you had a bit of a bad performance review. Oh, well, can I see it? He's like, well, yeah, sure. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get any better if you don't tell me what I did wrong? He's like, oh, you, you know, well, here's what you did wrong. He's like, well, you, you show up to work and you're, you're grumpy or you're, you don't, you're not very talkative and you work hard. You're a great worker, but you're not very, you don't communicate very well. I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> heard that one before. I'm like, well, boss, how am I supposed to get better if you don't tell me that this is what I'm struggling with? And he's like, oh, well, I didn't know you wanted to know. It's like, wow. Okay. So, so, and it was, it was a, it was a bit of an amateur mistake on his part and mine, but the way I got through it was I said, look, you know, keep his name out of it. But I said, look, I would like to know at any point, if anyone says anything that I need to work on, I would like you to tell me so I could, I can get better. And he's like, Oh wow. That's, that's, that's great. Great news. You know, I respect that you said that. And I said, well, yeah, of course I, mean, I want to make more money and I want to be liked by people and I want to be respected by people. So whenever there's an issue, you tell me about it or tell them to come tell me about it. And he's like, okay, sure. No problem. And I didn't miss a raise from then on. I didn't miss a promotion or a, a position change from that, from that point on. And same thing with, you know, my new job and my new friends and my new family or whatever. It's like, Hey, if you don't like something that I'm doing, can you let me know? So at least I could be human enough to try to change if I want to. Now, if I don't agree with you, maybe I don't have to, you know, maybe I'm not going to, but in generally speaking, if, if it's a character thing or if it's an attitude thing and people say, Hey, look, this is the problem that I see with you, whether it be uh, an authority figure, whether it's a, um, a mentor of yours, Hey, look, if you, if you stop doing this, you might have a better, a better day with your boss or with your peers. It's like, okay, cool. Check, you know, Roger that and then change. But if you don't ask for it, sometimes you'll be left in the dark for years. It could be years and years that you're left in the dark, not knowing why you're not getting the next step. You're why you're not getting the next promotion or raise or, or, or people constantly have this issue with you because no, no one says it. And a lot of times in, in corporate America, people don't vocalize what they're speaking, what they're thinking, because it could be hazardous to their career. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's kind of my take on um, I've had a lot of bad reviews and I've had a lot of good reviews. And I've learned in the past that, you know, if you're not getting any reviews, that's bad. Yeah. You know, and and so that would be that'd be my take on the on the feedback side of it. Well, I guess one of my questions when I was doing a little bit of research on this is is like and and, and kind of looking at my own life is when did my ability to accept feedback begin to shift? You know what I mean? Because in the in the military, it's crammed down your throat, but you know, as 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 males, dudes. Uh, our brains do not become fully formed with the whole risk reward thing in the prefrontal cortex of our brain. It really doesn't fully develop until like the late twenties, thirties. And with crayon eating Marines, it probably develops much later from, you know, just being who we are. So I, I always wondered if that played a huge role like in, in kind of my, my brain function actually had something to do with it, you know, my brain maturing. And so when I was getting, when I was going through school, you know, the way that they gave you feedback wasn't face to face and verbal so much. It was more or less the notes that were written on the, on the sides of your papers that you turned in, that they were grading. Um, They would have like this little kudos section on this, like uh it was called Blackboard and you would log on the, with the internet and you'd be able to see your grades and stuff and they would be able to post a kudos page to you. <laughs> and I didn't, oh, wow. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I had zero clue about any of that for like the first year that I went to school. <laughs> so you got bombarded when you finally found it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, 
Well, that's cool. I mean, you can see the grade, you know, you have your letter grade, but you really have, I was just kind of stumbling through the dark of like, oh, well, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Well, when I did get into this one class, they did have, um, it was like every, a review every three weeks with the teacher. And one of the best feedback that I got from her was I was speaking, I was having to give these, they were almost like hip pocket classes or like just an impromptu informative speech kind of a thing. And when I'd start talking, I didn't even realize it, but and the next review period, she kind of pulls me in the office. She's like, listen, I really appreciate the classes are awesome. However, you are dropping military acronyms (laughs) just all out of the place. And dude, I had been, I was like, I thought in my brain that I was being aware of that and was like, you know, ah, shit. But you know, now that she made me aware of it and then I had to, you know, take that feedback and apply it. And my grade actually improved after that. So what kind of acronyms were you dropping? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like <laughs> not necessarily acronyms, but like how I just said hip pocket class. You know oh I mean? yeah. Shit yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck is a hip pocket? class? <laughs> <laughs> this is idiot talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you over there. Yeah. That's, I, that's that's a good that's a good point yeah good feedback <laughs> yeah and and kind of you know what what inspired this when we were you know talking about stuff that that we were going to talk about tonight and one of the things that really made me kind of reflect on myself was like when it comes to feedback <clears throat> i want to make myself i want to be good at it you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. i don't want to have because we've all given advice to people and given feedback to people and you can just tell that they don't want to hear it. Don't want anything to do with it. Have, you know, there's just a a huge misconnection and and you're just wasting your breath. And if you truly care about the person that you're, you're getting this feedback from, I, you know, I want to be that person that can, that can take it and apply it and fix the, you know, fix the problem and build that relationship instead of having that weird kind of stall moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I do get what you mean. And I think, uh, we're, we, like you said, we're going to talk about the getting feedback and with older, older people, younger people. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've never been one for tact and you, neither have i uh, yeah oh i didn't want to <laughs> i didn't want to put that on you but oh, yeah no. thanks for thanks for saying it. um no we've we both been very uh untactful in our careers and our lives and, and now it's you know think about where the leaps and bounds from your early 30s to where you were at in your early 20s and it's like well wow, i wish i could have i wish i could have been where i'm at now then and, and, and yeah and that, that's gonna of course gonna that's gonna hopefully continue for the rest of of you know our lives like always continue to be better um but in regards to feedback i i think giving the feedback no one ever wants to hear about what it was like back in the day some people do. I like hearing it. But mm-hmm. I, I found that a lot of people these days don't like hearing that. Well, back in the day, well, that was a, <laughs> you know, Navy SEAL, sniper, Army Ranger, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. It's like, what? Like, shut up. You know? and, um, it's like talking like, you know, boot camp stories. It's like, oh, back when I was doing this, it's, no one wants to hear that. No. But if you if you listen to my friend, um that's hopefully going to come on next show mm-hmm. you know, our, our Vietnam vet friend, you know, I, I barely talk at all mm-hmm. because I think the process that we went through meeting each other was him asking me questions and listening to me. And I, I kind of fell in and it was like very comfortable listening and talking with him because he listened to me. Mm-hmm. And that was important for you know the the little bit of relationship that we do have and then when he started talking it was like i had nothing to say it was like i just soaked up every little bit because he let me talk and i let him talk and that's something that i've had problems with even 
you know, on our shows interrupting and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's all about presentation and then sitting back and listening and, and not bringing up, you know, well, I did this and I did that and, and one upping each story. If, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. The one uppers. And I think, you know, some of the best ways to take feedback is to take the I word out of it. Mm hmm. You know, when, it, when you're talking about an I, 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 I did this and I did that. And just like what you said with the one upping thing, it just drives it drives me nuts. And especially when I catch myself doing it, it's like, shit. You yeah, know, I did that. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I we did, did that. No, <laughs> us did that. Us did yeah. that. <laughs> uh, well, you, you said, um, you know, what's the best way to receive feedback? Um in your opinion, from where you're currently at now to, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, what do you think are some of the ways that you took it then and the way you take it now? Especially, I think, since this is a military-based podcast, yeah. you know, let's, let's maybe hear some of the feedback that you got while doing time in the military and then feedback you got as, a, as an adult and as a father – Mm-hmm. you know, maybe in school, college, at work, whatever, uh, you know, past to present? Well, the way that I would process the feedback previously would be that I would I would receive the feedback and feel the compulsion to immediately respond. Either respond with an excuse or a reason or something that that really that really wasn't necessary. You know what I mean? Like if somebody gives you some feedback instead of just saying, "Hey, Roger that," or "Okay," you know, there's really depending on the situation, there's really not much that's needed to be said by you unless there's like further explanation that you're looking for in regards to the feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's so, a good point. So now when I receive the feedback, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working very hard to absorb as much of it as I can. And if it's from somebody that I respect and, and, and I'm like, wow, you're making a really valid point. I'm going to try and either ask a question to elaborate on it, or I'm just going to, you know, again, say, Hey, awesome. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. And think about it. And and completely just leave my responses out of it or yeah. any type of reasoning or any type of excuse. Cause it really doesn't matter. And then mm-hmm. take that feedback and then later on reflect on it, you know, because, because when you're getting feedback and somebody is, you know, maybe actively criticizing or constructively criticizing, or maybe just being a dick, you, that's a that's an emo- that can be like an emotionally charged response from you, mm-hmm. and it's like we talked about before in other podcasts. It probably isn't going to be a good one. So right. you know, if you just kind of save that for later and then reflect on it, you can probably find yourself saying, "Okay, there's 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 a little grain of truth in there, but there might be some bullshit." It really doesn't matter anymore. And if if some of it is bullshit, some of the feedback is bullshit, that's fine. Just put it to the side. You don't, there's no, there's no need to focus on it anymore. But that little, that little bit of, of good stuff, you can pull out and apply it if needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I don't think you have to agree with everything, you know, Uh, because absolutely not, you know, opinion is an opinion is an opinion. And if you want to get into the politics, you know, the right wingers and the left, you know, every opinion from every different person is, you know, going to contradict each other. And so, yeah, that's your, your points are valid with taking the, the bit out that, you know, listening, you know, and, and taking it all in and okay, you know, I agree with this and agree with that. And I'll, I'll try to, you know, maybe get a second opinion, you know, Hey, do you, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I do that all the time. I, yeah. I did that on my, on that story. I told you about my performance review. I, uh, I told my, uh, I had a buddy at work and I say, Hey man, do I, do I do this? And he's like, uh, <laughs> you get a punch <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, you, yeah, you do that pretty bad. I was like, really? It's like, why didn't you ever tell me, man? He's like, Dude, I did. 
you look like you're gonna kill me you know i was like I, no i'm like, what are you talking about no i'm not no i just i'm just grumpy in the morning my neck hurt you know whatever and he's like okay well cool and so it's like getting that second opinion as kind of validity you know or yeah or, or <laughs> verifying that it is true mm-hmm. and when when a few people say it it's like all right <laughs> well check, check. Okay. yeah and and see this kind of blends in too with with one of the things we were talking about on our last part uh, on one i can't remember which one it was but it was we were talking about your appearance and the way mm-hmm. you hold yourself and the way that you dress and so that can elicit different types of feedback as well yeah and 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 that starts and maybe not just feedback, but that can really kind of fuel people's perception of you and maybe whether or not they want to give you feedback. Mm-hmm. And so I found a lot of the times of myself thinking about where I will be going and who I will be meeting and trying to tailor, not conform. Cause everybody's like, Oh, I don't want to conform. I want to be a rebel, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't. You don't want to be that guy that shows up to, you know, maybe some sort of a job fair or, you know, some sort of a professional setting with fucking. I I don't know. Just looking like a bag of ass. Yeah, looking know. like a bag of ass, and maybe this. Maybe people that were. You know, I think everybody has a right to have their own style. And maybe that style is fueled by ego rebellion or like just trying to fit in. But mm-hmm. I think that, that how you present yourself um, can have a lot to do with the feedback that you get. And so I found like when I would present myself in class, say like one day I would show up to class and like I would go to the gym before class and then I'd come back and like one time I think I was wearing like my workout shorts and I had changed my shirt real quick. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. just kind of, I didn't look the same as I normally did in like mm-hmm. jeans and a, and a, and a collared shirt or, or right. a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> like just the kind of the perception that I got from other people was like, Whoa, you changed. You know what I mean? Was it for the good or for, was it worse in that, in that situation? Well, I had to get up and, and <laughs> actually speak because we were doing these like impromptu little speech things. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. Sweaty ass <laughs> basketball shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and underwear's hanging out the bottom because you have a long span. <laughs> yeah. You know that, that shirt that you take off before you work out and you put on your like workout shirt? Yeah. And then that other shirt you just kind of throw in the bottom of your backpack? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the shirt I was wearing. So it was kind of like all wrinkly and fucked up looking. <laughs> and I, I I felt self-conscious about it. And I never, nobody said anything, but you could kind of tell, be like, wow, you, you, this is not how you should be doing this. And I took mental note of that, man. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Got shit. It. <laughs> <laughs> Last Sorry. time I'll do that. Sorry, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we've, We've talked, like you said earlier, talked about it before, you know, appearances, appearances, everything. You never know when you're going to meet somebody that, you know, could be a business opportunity for you, could be a, a new job, you know, new this. Hey, this is the owner of this or, hey, this is the, you know, a guy that we're going to be representing, you know, or, or a company we're going to be representing. And you show up and, you know, you got some, you know, explicit T-shirt on or, or, or whatever. And it's like, well it was cool with the group of people that you were hanging out with earlier, but it's not cool now, Yeah, you know, and it kind of falls the appearances. It's it's like, yeah, style. Okay. Style, who gives a shit? I'm not stylish at all. I mean, my walls in my house are blank and I need an interior designer, but <laughs> when it, when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to this event. I can dress up for the event. I can, you know, try to show up and and be in the the appropriate clothing so to speak which is still difficult black goes a long way it black does. t-shirts and black black collared shirts for those of you uh crayon eaters out there but <laughs> um but no i mean from from the direction of 
appearance and clothing also kind of ties into the nonverbal communication of, of how you present yourself posture wise. Oh yeah. And you know, it's pretty common for the standard Marine to have uh, uh, a bit of a shoulders up, you know, head up syndrome, I guess you could call it and walking proud. I I don't see a, a whole lot of issue with that. There's a level that I took it to as a, as a, you know, a new guy or whatever, where, where it got too much and I was too proud, too, too arrogant, whatever. And of course there's too much to everything. You know, there's that you can over go overboard on anything, but walking around with purpose and walking around with meaning goes a long way also, you know? Yeah. Always looking like you have, you're going somewhere with a purpose. You know what I mean? Instead of being, that guy in the grocery store aimlessly walking around with a cell phone in their hand. Yeah. Which I know we're both guilty of, but <laughs> yeah, we're guilty you know of I mean? everything we're talking about. Yeah. 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 We've, we've done all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like that one conversation where I think we're, cause I mean, that's, that's one of my go-to moves is to kind of drown out the, the crap in the grocery store with some headphones and it just so happens with the bluetooth mic i could you know bullshit with you and yeah. and we'd both walk around the stores with empty shopping carts <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> talking <laughs> yeah i found i found myself several times either on the phone with you and, and we're talking like work stuff play, you know yeah, bouncing yeah. ideas off like productive talking or just bullshitting yeah and and I look at my like I'll I'll do like a quick take like okay I got off of work at six I got to the grocery store at six thirty and it's fucking eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> how many t- how long have I been pushing this cart around with nothing in it? You know, like, it's like holy shit. You know, I've, I've been in the electronics aisle looking at you know new phones. You know, in the sporting goods store. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's, but aimlessly walking around the grocery store is something I think all men do. But anyways, yeah. back to the. Yeah, sorry to, about that. <laughs> perception is reality for sure. Um, but people people look at you and they well, if you're on your phone at work all the time, people notice that. And yeah, we've all got caught doing it. We're no better than you or anybody else. But everyone's got caught by the boss playing on their phone Mm -hmm. and it and it's like sometimes i'll you know while i'm at work sometimes i'll I'll make it a point to just leave my phone in the truck Mm -hmm. or 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 completely turn it off or especially a new job you know where you're the new guy it's like you don't want to be caught doing that and the instant that you are caught you know it may not be bad and people may not even notice but the second that it really matters, you can't let them have anything over you. It's like, well, you've been playing on your fucking phone all day, you idiot. Like, now you're fired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it can really come back and bite you in the ass if you're not trying to at least attempt to be professional at the workplace or in a you know community setting at all times. Bro, do we have, a, do we have time for a quick rabbit hole story about my failed feedback? Yeah, let's go. All right. So this is what you don't do when you receive feedback. I I had just started this job as a production welder making cheap parts. Not a high paying job by any stretch, but it was a job. And what I was doing was welding these cheap subframe components together. It was a 30 inch just downhill MIG weld. It's very simple. It's very easy. And I was making a lot of these parts a day. So after this repetition kind of things, you can do it with pretty much your eyes closed. So it was early in the morning. I had a pork roll egg and cheese sandwich <laughs> on my welding bench. <laughs> and in between passes, I was taking a bite. Well, my new boss of about a month walks by and he, you know, I, we had a pretty good joking relationship, but, and I had, again, made him a lot of money in that short of time. And he walks by and he jokingly says, I pay you to weld, not to eat. So me, I took my phone up and made a video of me eating 
while I was welding. Yeah, flip your hood up and yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, I just put my hand underneath my welding hood and was feeding myself bites as I was running this pass. And then I would run the next pass. And at the end of the video, I think I crinkled up the wrapper and threw it at the phone. And so <laughs> I messaged him the video later that day. Not a good move. <laughs> Bro, you messaged that to him? Wow. That oh, I sent it to him. <laughs> what did he say? And he was like, you're ridiculous. And I was like, well, you can fire me if you want. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, but... maybe not the best. Maybe not the best thing to do for, for anyone no, young, no. younger, old, listening, but... That is that is funny. That's that's a known welder's trick. <laughs> yes, I can as, eat as while I do it. Yeah, yeah. My uh, the guy that uh, taught me how to weld was a big time smoker. You know, oh, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's man. He he had a uh, constant brown cigarette burns in between his his fuck you finger and his pointer finger. You know. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know he he'd be welding just in his cigarette burning, and he flip his hood up while he's welding or put it up underneath his hood and smoke while he was welding. I mean, just nonstop most, most of the day. And I was like, man, you're, you're a fucking machine, dude. (laughs) Straight up. You are a smoking welding machine, you know, but, um, bro, I tried, I tried to do that one time and I had my hood up coughing all over. No, no, no. I had my hood up and I had, I, I mean, when I, back when I was smoking, I, put the cigarette in my mouth and you know i lit it i had my hood up on my head and i go to weld and i drop my hood and it knocks a cigarette out of my mouth and down my shirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're such an amateur all right i know um good story by the way yeah yeah um so you know Again, back to like, feedback. Yeah, and it sounds like we're trying to tell people how to dress and how to act. It's definitely not not the case, but no. you know, having a having an an open mind to 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 say, okay, yeah, maybe uh, I'm going to. Um, I'll give I'll give my quick rabbit hole story. I, we had a uh, gender reveal party for my brother and his wife um, years and years ago, mm-hmm. and. The one brother I'm about to talk about listens to the show, so he'll probably get a kick out of it. But he shows up, and he's a bit on the on the the redneck side, and uh, which is cool. We grew up in South Louisiana, and he shows up to a wonderful home, you know, very very nice house, probably two hundred plus thousand. You know, they had all the dishes and the blue and the pink and, you know, this whole scene. Everyone was in like slacks and, you know, like or, or like nice jeans and a button down or something. And my brother shows up in in jorts with green <laughs> lacrosse mud boots on and like a, I forget. I, I might be mis misspeaking, but like an American flag shirt or something. <laughs> you know, big old wad of Copenhagen in his mouth. And I'm like, oh, no. And it and it's funny because he'll definitely remember if he hears it. But and everyone that listens to it will definitely know who I'm talking about uh, family wise. But we talked about it the other day and I was like, hey, look, you know. I get the I get the publicity stunt and it's funny, but there's a time for everything, time and place. And, you know, I didn't learn that until way, way, way past the military. You know, I, I didn't learn that there was it's when it's time to shut up, you know, when it's time to talk, time to talk. That's fine. When it's time to shut up. I like I didn't learn those types of things um, until later on in life. And I think that's kind of where we're where we're shooting for right now is that it's like it's OK because you can still be successful if you fucked everything up in your life. If you fucked up everything like you're still breathing, you're still alive you can still, you know, bring it back. You may have burned some bridges, but you can still improve and you can still have respect for yourself. And yeah, ultimately, you know, fitness, a lot, a lot of people, we're not, we're not knocking on it. And I'm not talking about, Oh, if you have a health issue or anything like that, but Hey, look, staying physically fit, staying somewhat healthy, you know, you show up to a, a job interview and 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 you've got and you're and you've got six packs of Lunchables, you know, in your in your lunchbox. And you're just ready to eat. Like it's like you you got to remember, like appearance is everything. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, do you want to be healthy? 
yeah, everyone wants to be healthy. I don't think there's a person on the planet out there that's like, I just want to be unhealthy. Like, I just, I want to be this, you know, and, but, but staying physically fit is part of appearance and somewhat, you know, active or whatever, not saying you have to be a marathon runner or anything, but a, a physical, a physically good appearance helps out a lot because when you take care of yourself, your boss may see that. It's like, oh, this guy takes care of himself. He's got a passion to do that. He probably take care of his tools and keep his work area clean also. You know, those things are, are things that bosses look at when they when they see you, you know. So Yeah, it's a reflection. It's definitely a reflection of, of your work ethic. And you know what, dude? One of the things that re- really made me think um, there was a there was a guy, and I don't think I can name him on the podcast he's kind of like a pretty famous dude and he wrote a pretty awesome book called uh 12 rules to life (laughs) and um anyways there's a there's a blip in there that i really took to heart when i read the book um and and for those of people who be like oh it's just another one of those self-help books and yeah it kind of is but it made some pretty valid points like most do um but he was talking about raising your children to be the kind of children that adults and, you know, people that are older, obviously, than the child um, would want to give advice and feedback to because that's what's going to that's going to really help them as they go along. Because if you are raising your children to be respectful, to be able to have that sense of awareness, to to be able to read the situation and blend in but still, you know, stand out in a positive way, you know, people that are older, you know, older generations are going to recognize that work ethic and that respect. And they're going to be able to give that child advice as, as they move through life, that is going to maybe, maybe give you that, that little bit, give you some, not shortcuts, but like ways to avoid, you know, certain pitfalls. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and ultimately, it will make them better at receiving feedback. And I think that would just kind of snowball and build. And then after reading that, I was like, wow, that really shouldn't stop throughout your life. It, that doesn't end in childhood. That should be continued. And again, my dumb brain is like, oh, well, maybe I should probably be doing that. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Writing on the wall. Yeah, probably everybody else already knows that, and I'm the you know, last person no, on this planet. <laughs> no, definitely not. I do hear what you're saying. That's those are that's a great point for sure. Yeah, because it's it's really, you know, just like what you're talking about with your work workspace and what we were talking about with appearance. That is that is a reflection of you. Yeah, that's who you are as a person, and that's what you're putting out into the world. And you don't, you know, there's, there's, once it gets out there, you can't ever take it back. You just have to either, you know, take it as it comes or, or, and move forward or, you know, it builds you up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you can go back to, you know, the way you walk and talk and, you know, sometimes it can, I've been accused of that for quite a while walking too tall walking too high and maybe it's just something that was kind of bred into me from you know maybe not having a lot in life or or having to work for fucking everything I've ever had and maybe being a little happy that I I get somewhere or I have got somewhere and walking with pride is something that I I believe there's not a whole lot of issues with but yeah walking arrogantly it's you know that's different but teaching your teaching your children like your daughter on the other hand or if you know if people are listening out there that have sons or whatever it's like like when you teach your child how to shake a hand Mm -hmm. you know that's a huge thing man like good morning sir you know like my parents used to make us take tuck our shirts in and you know it's funny now but tuck our shirts in when we would go to certain people's homes when we would go Mm -hmm. to our my parents best friend's home you know older older couple show up wearing where it didn't matter if you were wearing shorts and a t-shirt you're still tucking your shirt in and it was like oh, this really yeah it was weird it was um but it was like typically we would go over there dressed somewhat nicely but it was like we're we're going to an older older couple's house you will dress and act appropriately and yeah. at the time in the you know 
eighties and nineties, I guess tucking your shirts in was, you know, was part of being, you know, looking the part, I guess. Um, not so much now, but when I was growing up, that's kind of what we did. And, and I still do that to this day. And people at work laugh and joke about it all the time. Cause it, you know, wearing a t-shirt when it's tucked in, I look like a idiot, you know? And it's like, I don't care. Like, that's just kind of what, what I do. Um, so, but yeah, teaching your kids, those things, that's. Yeah. Because I forget, I, I, I mean, I remember being younger and, and spending a lot of time with, with previous generations, you know, and grandparents. And I definitely, um, worked for, um, you know, you know, those goofy, those goofy ass odd jobs you get as a kid with, with the older people, you know, across the street, mowing lawns yeah. and stacking hay and stacking firewood and all those, all those tasks. And, you know, looking back now that really shaped, you know, the way that I, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've done and a lot of the, the work ethic, and that's kind of a reflection of me and wanting to give that, that same kind of you know, opportunity to my kid, I guess, would be a, a phenomenal gift, you know, yeah. of something that, that, that maybe isn't that prevalent and that I would want to see come back. Yeah. Well, I, you know, if you were to have a, a kid show up and knock on your door and be like, hi, can I rake your yard for $2? You know, it's, you'd be like, <laughs> yes, you can. Yep. And I'll even watch you and bring you some water, you know, <laughs> I, I don't see that happening very often these days and um but i think that's good work you know hey you know tell your kid maybe maybe not the safest thing to do these days yeah no but kidding. you know but, but that 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 little bit of work ethic as a kid definitely shapes you into having a good attitude you know not good attitude but having a having good work ethic as you get older and you know yeah i think we have to be more creative today as parents is the way that we go about doing that kind of stuff because we, we, we run that, that little, that little line. Uh, Cause we just kind of went down that little segue of like, Oh, back in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Things went like that. Well, you know, times have changed. And so now it's time for some, you know, creative outside the box thinking when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, a lot of people in podcasts that you know I listen to, you listen to, I'm sure that there's a big stink about, um, well, this generation, this and this generation, oh, that you know, and 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 I agree with it to an extent, but you know, mm -hmm. there there's in the the greatest generation ever, and the, you know, you got the '60s and '70s, you know, you got the '40s and the '50s, whatever generation you're you want to talk about, there were shitty people and there were bad people and there people with shitty work ethic. But if you look at it just in the military mindset, uh, mm -hmm. look at how many people volunteered for the, you know, global war on terror. Yeah. Like post nine 11, you know, guys like, you know, rest in peace, Pat Tillman, yeah. you know, Pat Tillman was a professional fucking NFL football player that just left the NFL and joined the army. Yeah. It was like, like, I think we live in one of the greatest generations because of, of people that do that, you know? And it's like, you don't, we haven't had a draft. And I think if we ever did have a draft, there'd be a lot of people throwing themselves that way. Like, Hey, <laughs> I might not be what I used to be, but take me, I can help somehow, you yeah. know? And, and, um, I think we have to cherish those people and because there's always going to be shitty people out there, no matter, you know, no matter what generation you're in and what are you going to do to change it now? Mm -hmm. And how are you going to teach your kids and, and your peers or the people that you're working with every day and you're seeing every day, how, how are you going to change it for the better? You know, not not referencing the media and not referencing the, the 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 Facebook and the you know the Instagram and all that stuff. It's like who cares about what's going on over there? It, mm -hmm. None of that matters. What go what, what matters is what's going on right now and what we're doing to change ourselves. And mm -hmm. I used to, you know still to this day I'm probably not the greatest with taking feedback, but I definitely have seen you know especially you know through talking with you it's like hey you know you do this i'm like okay 
got it, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I was at work the other day. Uh, this was probably a few, about a month ago. And one of my uh, mentors, uh, older guy that's been in the industry for a long time, um, I was going on a test drive after I finished tuning a motorcycle to this performance tune on it. And uh, it was messed up. It was, I tuned it improperly and uh, he kind of got, he, he went up to like that next level. Kind of uh-huh. like, well, this is why, you know? And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> here we go. You know, feedback. And, yeah. and he's like, well, look, when you, when you're, when you take off after, when you go test drive it, you take out of here like a fucking bat out of hell. You're not listening to it. You're not feeling it. You're not, you, you know, take it 10 miles an hour. Don't drive it like a fucking NASCAR. And I was like, yeah check okay i make sense i got it and i retuned it and i took it out on the road again and and i and i really listened to the you know to the bike and to the engine and and it made sense and i came back and and this isn't supposed to be like a pat me on the back thing but like it made sense yeah it was like that was good feedback regardless of how you wanted to present it may not have been the the best way but it's about how we take the feedback. And like you said earlier, what we do with that. Okay. I'm going to take this little bit out of it and I'm going to change. Yep. And you know, so it's, uh, yeah. And, 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 and again, hopefully that, that, that person that's given it to you, you know, has the, has the respect for you to say, look, you know, you, you listened, you changed and now I can keep giving you feedback, hopefully in a little bit, you know, maybe in a different manner, maybe not, but they still care enough. Uh, they still care enough about you to keep giving it to you uh, as, as opposed to just letting you fuck it all up. Yeah. Well, have you ever had someone that in your life that has given you feedback for your whole life? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And, and you, that's probably uh, someone that you respect very much so oh wholeheartedly wholeheartedly and i've also had people and you know i've also had my people had people in my life that gave me feedback and i and it was just like yeah no (laughs) you know (laughs) and and that's that's a completely fine response as well it's just as long as you're you know aware of where that relationship is going to go you know past that you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and not completely smoking that bridge down. But if the feedback is, is not good, then you have to be able to recognize that as well because it's, it, you know, it's, it takes you, you know, just like walking around with your head on a swivel, you have to be cognizant of what's coming into your life. Yeah. Well, I, th- I had a, a funny example and we're about to run out of time here soon, but you know, th- if you ever seen those uh, mixed martial arts, uh, uh, YouTube videos where the uh the sensei or whoever it is like like throws his hands <laughs> at a group of guys and then they're like ten feet away from him they just like pass out and they or they fall on the ground they throw themselves against the wall or whatever and they call it some sort of crazy martial art oh no it's, oh I it's mean... hilarious go watch some some of our favorite um podcasts and they talk about them it's it's okay uh, yeah but there's these there's these guys that teach martial arts and they're Mm -hmm. like fake martial arts and you know they'll have someone grab them and they'll slap them 10 times and it's like oh this is how you kick this dude's ass it's like well that doesn't really work (laughs) (laughs) like you know this this little karate move that you that's not how that works and you know, you can get feedback from people that, and that, that was the point, you know, you get feedback from people that have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And then yeah. if you get feedback from Mike Tyson on how to punch, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, it's, it's pretty reputable feedback, you know? So it, yeah. the idea behind it is, is have some wits about you, lad. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and, and even take, take your feedback and do research on the people that gave you feedback. And yes. learn about them and learn that, you know, what they did and, and how long they've been doing it. And you can you can always ask for feedback. And if and if you have someone that's kind enough to give it to you, take it and fucking run. Yep. And ask and ask and ask and ask and, and learn because 
we're not, I'm not super successful, but you know, asking for feedback and actually being able to take that feedback and utilize it has been probably the most uh, important thing that I've learned since exiting the military is taking constructive criticism. So, well, talking about important things, you uh, got a citation for us. Medal of Honor citation. Master Sergeant Adams Stanley T. Company A distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry and trepidity above and beyond the call of duty in actions against an enemy at approximately 0100 hours. Master Sergeant Adams platoon holding an outpost some 200 yards ahead of his company, came under a determined attack by an estimated 250 enemy troops. Intense small arms machine gun and mortar fire from three sides pressed the platoon back against the main line of resistance. Observing approximately 150 hostile troops silhouetted against the skyline, advancing against his platoon, Master Sergeant Adams leaped to his feet, urged his men to fix bayonets, and he, with 13 members of his platoon, charged this hostile force with indomitable courage. Within 50 yards of the enemy, Master Sergeant Adams was knocked to the ground, then pierced in the leg with an enemy bullet. He jumped to his feet and, ignoring his wound, continued on to close with the enemy when he was knocked down four times from the concussion of grenades, which had bounced off of his body shouting orders. He charged the enemy position and engaged them in hand to hand combat where man after man fell before his terrific onslaught with bayonets and rifle butts. After nearly an hour of vicious actions, master Sergeant Adams and his comrades routed the routed the fanatical foe killing over 50 and forcing the remainder to withdraw. Upon receiving orders that his battalion was moving back, he provided cover fire while his men withdrew. Master Sergeant Adams' superb leadership, incredible courage, and consummate devotion to his duty so inspired his comrades that the enemy attack was completely thwarted, saving his battalion from possible disaster his sustained personal bravery and indomitable fighting spirit against overwhelming odds reflect the utmost glory upon himself and uphold the finest traditions of the infantry and the military service. This is Seabag Podcast, episode number 12 with Mike and Brian. Out.